Welcome to Getting Social with the Curious Cowgirl. I'm Mary, and as an antique dealer, I have found social media marketing to be an invaluable partner in reaching my customers. In this podcast, I'll share my insights, easy and actionable tips, and simple recommendations for my fellow antique dealers who want to grow their business. Let's get started. Well, hey, you all, welcome back to another episode of Getting Social with the Curious Cowgirl. This is lesson eight. And if you are new to my podcast, know that the first few episodes of this new season four are recorded in order of the way that I want you to sort of learn how to market your antique business on Instagram or Facebook. Now, you certainly do not have to listen to these in order. Feel free to continue to listen to this episode. But if you are really wanting, you know, to kind of learn soup to nuts from letter A to letter Z, then you may want to go back to the first episode of this season, which I believe was on January the 3rd. It is entitled New Year, New Opportunities for Antique Dealers. And listen to each episode in order. Each episode, you know, kind of builds on the information I provided in the episode before. And so there may be some things that in the course of this episode don't make total sense to you. But if you go back and listen to the previous episodes, then hopefully the, um, you know, all the, the numbers will get painted in a little better. So today we are going to hash out hashtags. And I tell you what, you all, I do a lot of teaching. I teach uh, groups of antique dealers, both um, in person and via Zoom in the context mainly of antique malls, how to market their booth and their business on social media. And I I think probably the most asked question or the area with the most um, confusion is around hashtags. What are they? How do they work? How How do I know which ones to use? All of that. So today's episode, we're gonna really dig in to hashtags and um, and hopefully by the end, you'll feel a lot more clear about how to use them and which ones to pick and all of that. So first of all, I want to talk about what a hashtag is. And I like to try and teach with analogies when I can so that it maybe will make a little more sense. So I'm going to, I'm going to um, use a couple of different analogies to explain what a hashtag is. So in an earlier episode, I talked a lot about how, one of the ways that we need to think about any post on social media is is the same as we think about a luggage tag, which kind of dates me. These days, it's like a sticker that they put on our suitcases when we check our luggage. But in either case, whether it's a sticker or a luggage tag, both of those things, the purpose of them is to give the airport information that will get our suitcase where it needs to ultimately be. And that is one of the purposes of a hashtag. You know, I don't want to see every single thing that's on Instagram. As an example, I'm sure there is a giant community of skydivers on Instagram, and I am not into skydiving. So I'm not really interested in seeing a bunch of posts about skydiving. And one of the ways that Instagram or Facebook can discern 
who our target audience is, is through the hashtags that we use. It's a piece of information that the algorithm uses to get our post where it needs to be in the same way that we want our luggage to get to the right airplane or our luggage to get to the right baggage claim area. Same thing. Uh, That's very much what a hashtag does. The other function of a hashtag is to kind of work in the same way that a file folder works. So if, you know, if you are my age or older or around my age, you may still use, I know I do, real old school file folders, you know, with the tab and I write on the tab what goes inside the file folder. And so, you know, when I open up a box or a cabinet and I see some some files and I can look at the tabs, I know generally what is inside that file folder, right? Well, that is another function of a hashtag. When we um, use multiple hashtags on a post, then our post is going to get filed, and I'm using air quotes, but I know you can't see me, using, um, it's going to get filed in all of those different, underneath all those different hashtags, okay? We're going to essentially get our post put in a lot of different file folders. Why do we want to do that? Well, you can follow hashtags in the same way that you follow accounts. Um, You can also search via hashtags. And so if, for example, let's say that I'm looking for, like I actually, I did this not long ago. Um, I have, I sell a lot of antique and vintage textiles and I was looking for some creative ways to display my textiles in my booth. And so I went on to Instagram And in the search icon, uh, which looks like a little magnifying glass, I typed in different phrases like textile display, fabric display, textile shop, antique textiles, and all of those different phrases pulled up every single post that had ever been posted on Instagram that included that hashtag. So I was, you know, kind of searching in the generally correct file folder, if you will, for Uh, images that would give me some ideas of how I could um, display my textiles. So that's what we want for our own posts. We want our posts to end up in a lot of meaningful folders where it is likely that someone looking for whatever it is we're posting will, will find our post because we have labeled it correctly. Okay. Hey there, pausing for a quick commercial break. If you are an antique dealer in an antique mall and you think that you and several of your fellow dealers might be interested in organizing a group to have a Zoom-based workshop with me, I'd love to hear from you. Please shoot me an email at marythecuriouscowgirl at gmail.com and let's discuss how we can schedule a Zoom-based workshop for you and your fellow dealers to learn how to better market your antique businesses on Facebook and Instagram. I look forward to hearing from you. All right. So, um, I want to answer this question. Um, I don't want to spend a lot of time on it, but I do want to address it. So a lot of people will ask me, okay, where am I supposed to put the hashtags? So the answer is there's two places you can do it. You can either put your hashtags in your caption or in the case of Instagram, you can put your hashtags in a comment. Let me talk about that for a second. Um, 
I I don't get, this is just me, y'all have to do it this way, and don't take this as the right or wrong way, I'm just telling you my preference. I don't get real wound around the axle at all about people being able to see my hashtags in my caption. When I finish writing my caption, I usually space down like four or five spaces, you know, you're just hitting the return bar, just like if you were typing on a typewriter, your computer, and I space down four or five spaces, and then I list out my hashtags. It doesn't bother me that people can see them. I, I don't think people even pay attention to them really. Um, and and I, don't, I don't care because the function of them is to get my post in different places, right? Where I want it to be. And so my, my hashtags are in my caption. There are people that it really, really bugs them to have their cap, their hashtags in their caption. And I think that's just an aesthetic thing. But I, but I will say this. So if you are the person that you want to write a caption and you don't want there to be anything else in your caption but your caption, you want your hashtag to be in a comment, then once you have published your post, you hit post, then you need to immediately go to your post and put your hashtags in the very first comment right after you have published your your particular post. Um, you don't want to wait longer because the um, the hashtags will be too much time that separate the inclusion of your hashtags in a comment and your post itself, and you won't have done yourself any good. So I've read a lot of articles on this. Um, I used to think you couldn't do that at all, and then I did some research and found that you can put your cat your hashtags in the very first comment, but it has to be done immediately after you publish your post. If you really are that worried about the aesthetics of it, feel free to do that. I mean, to me, I kind of like to just do it all in one thing because then once I'm done with my caption and I've done my hashtags, then I know I've kind of checked all the boxes and I'm ready to go. But I did want to address that because I have people ask that. Okay, the next obvious question is, okay, how many hashtags am I supposed to use? Um, so I'm quoting the um, president and CEO of Instagram. His name is Adam Mosseri. He has his own Instagram account. If you ever want to go find him, he posts on it all the time, giving interesting insights and guidance and kind of what, what all is going on with Instagram. Related to Instagram, he has very clearly said, you know, six, seven at the most in, uh, hashtags is plenty. It used to be that people said 11 to 13 was the max, was the, the ideal number. He has said five to six. And since he's in charge, I'm going to believe him. So I'm going to say six is a great number to aim for. Um, I have not been able to find guidance on how many hashtags for Facebook. So I'm going to say the same number, five or six, same parent company. So I'm going to say five or six for Facebook is exactly the same. Um, so let's go with the number six. And let's break it down into categories. So knowing that our goal is to find six hashtags, let's set a goal of, of, two, of two of three different types of hashtags. Okay, so two, two, and two. So the first category I want you to think about is really actually what is the thing that you're showing? So if I'm at, y'all probably get tired of me using this as an example, Majolica plate. It's so funny. I use this as an example all the time. I don't even sell Majolica plates. I don't know why I always default to that, but I do. Okay. So let's say that you're doing a post about a Majolica plate. Okay. Well, your very first hashtag should literally be hashtag Majolica plate. That is what it is. Okay. If you're, if, you know, um, when I show my textiles, my first hashtag is hashtag vintage textile. Okay. 
Um, you know, depending on how broad or how narrow you want to get, you could say, you know, English Majolica, you know, you could say French Majolica, whatever it is, you, you know, and the goal is just two. You can do, you can do more than two and you can only do one. That's fine. But if our goal is six, let's say that our first two are a hashtag that is literally what the thing is. Okay. All right. <coughs> Excuse me. The next category is going to be what I call kind of aesthetic phrases. So kind of hang with me on this. We want to think about where people are looking on Instagram for inspiration. So let's say that you are showing a Majolica plate. So then I want to think about, I want to imagine a room where a Majolica plate might look really nice. So maybe it's in a, a home that has a lot of hashtag English decor. Maybe it is a, um, maybe it's hashtag English antiques. Because I'm thinking about my end user, my ideal customer. And if my ideal customer is looking for Majolica plates on Instagram, well, then they might look under kind of aesthetic or broader categories like, you know, English antique decor, or maybe you're selling some kind of cool pine farmhouse table, right? And so maybe your first hashtag is, you know, antique pine table, but then maybe your, your second and third hashtags are hashtag farmhouse decor, or antique farmhouse decor. So do you see what I'm, I'm saying as far as kind of like a broader aesthetic word? Think about, you know, kind of the words that would describe the space where your object might ultimately be or where a potential shopper, you know, like if, a, if somebody is looking for mid-century glassware, they aren't going to be looking under hashtag English antiques, right? So you want to think about kind of your ideal shopper and the phrases that would describe kind of the aesthetic space or the type of antique or type of vintage that you're selling and let that be your third and fourth hashtags. Um, you'll have to play around with that a little bit. And what you may want to do is you may want to um, you know, spend a little I always say this, spend a little time instead of just mindlessly scrolling while you're watching, you know, the football game on Monday night, let your scrolling be research time. And so, for example, let's say you're selling Majolica plates. Well, go into Instagram and think about those kind of phrases, you know, English antiques, English antiques for sale. Type that into search on Instagram and look at the type of things that pop up and, and think to yourself, would it make sense for my object that I'm selling to appear in this same file folder? And if it's like, yeah, it makes sense for it to be here, then that's a good hashtag to use. Okay. So, in review, the first two hashtags are literally what the thing is. Your second two hashtags are going to be kind of the aesthetic space or the, the, the more general place where people might be looking for something like what you're selling, okay? And then your last two hashtags are what are what I would call location. And so um, maybe it, I, I use this all the time, hashtag um, Dallas antique shops because I want, because my mall is in Dallas and I want to be attached to the word Dallas. And so Dallas antique shops is a good one. Um, when I show a piece of furniture, sometimes I'll do hashtag Dallas furniture. 
sometimes I see people using neighborhoods or, you know, like I live because Dallas is a very big metropolitan area. My mall is in a particular neighborhood in Dallas. So I might say hashtag Dallas Design District because that is where my mall is, one of the malls where I have a booth. I might say hashtag North Dallas because, you know, that is where, um, you know, that, that is where my other one is. It just depends on your geographic area. You know, I, I wouldn't, um, you don't want to get so granular that it doesn't make sense. You know, hashtag, you know, Forest Lane. There's probably not a lot of people posting and using like the name of the street that your mall is on um, or, or your store is on or whatever it is, but, but kind of the general area. You know, you might be in a historic district so hashtag gas lamp district or whatever it is. So I think location hashtags are a good idea because, it, you know, if someone is visiting your area and they're looking to see what all is in that area, well, wouldn't you love for your post about your Majolica plate to show up as people are researching the gas lamp historic district and they're like, oh, wow, look, there's an antique mall. I didn't even know there was one there. Let's be sure and go there. That's kind of the, the purpose of a location specific hashtag. So there's your two, two, and two, and bam, you've got six hashtags, okay? All right, I'm going to go a little bit deeper with you all, and I would say that this next section of comments is more advanced, um, you know, kind of analysis, but I, I want you all to be aware of the information. I don't want this to overwhelm you if you're new and beginning. In fact, maybe ignore this if you're new and beginning, and let this be something that once you get in the swing of including six hashtags, and maybe after you've been doing it for 60 days or so, then revisit this. So one of the things you're going to notice when you start typing in a hashtag is um, Instagram and Facebook both, they begin to guess what the word is, you know, that you're, that you're typing in. And so you will, um, I use, I like to use the word Apple when I give this, um, part of my, my workshop. If you type in the word Apple, you will notice that, um, there'll be a number in parentheses after the word. And then below Apple, you will see that Instagram or Facebook, either one, gives you a whole lot of other phrases that include the word Apple, again, with numbers at the end. What in parentheses, what do those numbers mean? So the numbers mean how often that word or that hashtag is used, okay? The frequency of usage across the platform. Most people then say, oh, well, then I want to pick the highest number I possibly can. And the answer to that is absolutely positively not. And let me explain to you why. Again, let's imagine a file folder. If you have a file folder that you're looking for one particular thing and the file folder is so full that you have to go through hundreds of pieces of paper to find the one thing, well, that's boring, discouraging, and you may never find it, right? But if you have a file folder where there's a reasonable number of things in that file folder, the likelihood is you'll be willing to spend a little time finding the thing that you're looking for, okay? So if you choose hashtag Apple, and let's say it's 6 million, and it, I think they do it with M and K, so 6 million, 6K, whatever it is. So say it's 6 million. Well, your post among 6 million other posts the likelihood that anybody is ever going to see your post is almost zero. And you don't want that. So what is a better number? Well, for me, I like to try and find hashtags that are definitely under 
500,000K, and even better, under 100,000K. Now, sometimes that's impossible to do. The you know, hashtag um, antiques for sale may be one that's in the millions, but you may feel like you want to use that one. That's okay. You're not hurting yourself. You're not damaging anything. It's just you're putting your post in a file folder, file folder that's really, really full already. So over time, once you get careful, you get comfortable using hashtags, you may want to revisit some of the ones you've been using. And, and um, rather than using hashtag Dallas, which has millions behind it, maybe it's hashtag Dallas TX. Maybe that's not quite as big. Maybe it's hashtag DFW. Maybe that's less. Maybe it's hashtag Dallas Shopping. I'm still getting the location, but a little bit, a slightly smaller file folder, if you will. Okay. So you may want to play around with that a little bit. Um, again, it's not, in the beginning, if you're picking all really big hashtags, don't panic about it. You're just getting in the habit of doing it. It's like anything else, you're going to get better at it over time. The opposite of what I just, just finished saying is also true. If you choose a hashtag that is so specific that it says fewer than 100, well, you're wasting your time. Because think about the fact that there are billions of people on social media, and if fewer than 100 people have used a hashtag, well, then there is no reason to use that. You know, hashtag green majolica plate with red berries. I mean, if there were two hashtags of that, I'd be surprised. And so, again, you want to get yourself in a decently sized file folder, not one that there's two pieces of paper and not one that there's nine million pieces of paper. Okay, so play around with it a little bit. Don't let it overwhelm you in the beginning. In fact, don't even worry about it in the beginning. But as you get better at it, start to kind of think about that usage number at uh, at the end of a hashtag and try and find your hashtags that that get you kind of closer to 100,000. I think you're going to you're going to um enable more discovery in a file folder of that size than one that's a lot larger. So, I, I hope that makes sense a little bit. One last thing I want to say about hashtags. I get asked this a lot. Do I need to hashtag the mall where I have a booth? Okay, so I have two answers to that. If your mall um, does not have an Instagram or Facebook account so that you can tag them. And I'm going to talk in my next episode about tagging. But if they do not have, for right now, if they do not have an Instagram account or a Facebook account, then feel free to ha do hashtag Forcewood Antique Mall, okay? Because then your post will go in a full file folder of anybody else who's done hashtag Forcewood Antique Mall. And that is certainly better than, you know, that's that's better than nothing. You can definitely do that if you want to. Um, if your mall has an Instagram or a Facebook account, you're much better off tagging them than doing a hashtag. And the, and the reason why is um, if you tag them all, um, on social media, and there is someone who is doing social media for them all, they will be alerted to the fact that you posted and they will be able to share your post. Now, if your mall has an Instagram or Facebook and nobody's paying attention to social media, they just have it, they don't do anything with it, then again, a hashtag is totally fine. You can definitely do that. But if there's any activity at all, on your mall's Instagram or Facebook account, you're better off tagging them and saving that hashtag for something else. Um, it's kind of like wearing suspenders and a belt. You don't really need to do both. One is better than nothing, 
Um, so just, you know, kind of food for thought. Okay. All right, you all, I hope that this has been helpful to you. Hashtags are really, really important in making sure that you get as wide a reach as possible when you're posting. So be patient with yourself. Don't get frustrated. If you can't come up with six, do five. If you can't come up with five, do four, okay? Don't make it where it's this mind-bending exercise where you just give up and you don't want to do it. But the goal is, if we're told that six is really a good number, then let's set a goal to use six when we post, Um, and then I think we'll reap better rewards, um, for doing that. All right, you all, I will look forward to talking to you again soon.